0: Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast, brought to you as always by Strava Craft Coffee. Strava CBD coffee is infused with CBD and CBG is going to have you feeling fantastic in the morning. It helps with chronic headaches, joint pains. You don't get those coffee jitters in the morning if you happen to want three, four, maybe even five cups of coffee. It's great for you. Go to StravaCraftCoffee.com and you get 25% off your first purchase with code DNVR25. I'm your host, Patrick Lyons, and joining me today, a very special guest to talk about all things Class of 2022 Baseball Hall of Fame. You know him from his great coverage on MLB.com, his mega push for Larry Walker to get enshrined into the Baseball Hall of Fame. He now co-hosts a great podcast with Mark Knudsen called The Park Adjusted Rockies Podcasts. Podcast. It drops every Monday. You should know that. And is the author of one of the best Rockies books out there, The Blake Street Bombers, now in its second edition and available on Kindle. Please give it up. For Mister Manny Randhawa, what's going on, buddy?
1: Hey, Patrick, thanks for having me on, man. Always fun.
0: Did you realize that your resume was that long?
1: No, not really. Um,
0: You're doing big things, but, man.
1: Yeah. Will you will you do my funeral too? Uh, no, i
0: I nope. I hope not. No, maybe because we'll that's see. a great I
1: mean, You you could you, I mean if that's my intro for something like this, you could do a eulogy. You could do a wonderful eulogy. How about
0: this? I'll write it up. You know, we'll All we'll right. do it for each other. We'll write it up, and whoever gives okay. it, you know, I I want whoever go goes first, you, Manny. Yeah, I don't right. want to live in a world without Manny Randall. Oh, I know okay. that. Uh, and, and you know what, what's nice is that right now we don't have to live in a world in which Buck O'Neill is not yeah. a hall of famer. Let's start with the guys that have already gotten in. If we're going to have this conversation about the class of, of 2022, specifically the guys on the ballot, but we should give a nod to the guys on the early baseball era committee and Buck O'Neill and Bud Fowler. Were you a big Buck O'Neill fan as much as it seems like everyone was once they saw Ken Burns baseball?
1: Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, once you saw Ken Burns for the first time, you know, it's like this dude. Yeah, I think we, I think you assumed maybe almost that he, was a, that he was a Hall of Famer. And um, so it's, it's well past time that he would be in. Um, so many, I mean, like, I mean, I didn't, even, I didn't ever get to meet him or anything, but like so many people that, I mean, we're, we're fans. I assume you haven't either, but we're fans of the guy and we never, ever, ever met him. And yet this guy, when you talk to somebody who has met him or you, you, you hear an interview or something, you, you, he's, he's even more than what you thought, you know, in terms of a great baseball person. And so kudos. Uh, it, it, it's too bad. he didn't live to see it. Um, that was so heartbreaking
0: was too, right? When that decision mm-hmm. came down in 2006, we actually just had the 16th anniversary of that Effa Manley getting in the first woman in the national baseball Hall of fame, but that was so sad. And then, you know, I don't know if it's it's also sad that he was the one inducting them, or if it was you know a great honor that he was able to do that. Right. But that was a very very strange situation to say the least. And I oh. actually have met Buck O'Neill. I don't oh, okay. remember it terribly well, but it wasn't wasn't Cooperstown soon after the baseball documentary had had come out. So I've I've oh, got sweet. his autograph somewhere. That's awesome in, in my collection. Now, Golden Days Era Committee, four guys, uh, two mm-hmm. of which are still alive. So it'll be great for Tony Oliva and Jim Cott to be there. But he also had Gil Hodges and Minnie Minoso.
1: Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so <laughs> I, you know, I, these guys Jim Cott, Minnie Minoso, I mean, Gil Hodges, all these guys were were tremendous ball players. And you know when when somebody prefaces it that, prefaces it like that, you know it's coming. Um, I, I don't I don't know that they were Hall of Famers. Um, I, I I think Gil Hodges, he just meant so much to uh, Brooklyn and the Dodgers organization, and uh, he's just one of those guys where, you know, it's almost like he just belongs in the Hall of Fame. Kind of if you are of the persuasion of, well, I think he's, you know, and when, when you see one, you know, with all, and that counts a lot of these quote unquote intangibles and things like that. But I, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer based on the numbers i don't think jim cat was a hall of famer. um uh, was uh amazing and he's done great things with baseball after baseball uh, after his career uh, as a player and um so it's cool to see him go in but it's, i i just don't think that um those guys are hall of famers and you know um the guy, i'm sure we'll talk about him but the guy who who didn't get in dick allen uh he he um i mean the numbers were there and uh, you know he died, I think, a year ago or so. And uh, it's just too bad that he won't get to see himself going to the Hall of Fame. I hope he does because it's just it's just a it's a travesty that he's not in there.
0: One of the standards that we'll be going through this entire conversation is: can you tell the history of the game without right. this person, right? Yeah. And Jim Cott, I would definitely have to agree with you. I mean, he's he's even said it himself, of like, well, oh, look, I was like a number two, number three starter, and so. Yeah. All right. Hey, if you're going to give it to me, great. Gil Hodges is a name that you can't not hear when you're talking about baseball in the 50s and 60s with yeah. the Brooklyn Dodgers. Mini Minoso, you don't hear quite as much, but his name obviously comes with a lot of reverence. And when you're talking about the impact on the Latin American community, exactly. I think that elevates his status. Tony Oliva was a guy right. I, I had always thought was already in the Hall of Fame. so that's that's where we start we already have six guys and- yeah i mean it's it's nice we to see guys
1: getting in um it might be very different with the, the writers ballot all right
0: i found a list of players who were eligible for this ballot okay but but wasn't weren't put on i'm just gonna throw those names out it's interesting okay. because when you see when when i read this list a couple jump out like from the group but i never i didn't get the sense of man you know what these guys should have at least been on the ballot I'm, I'm impressed that the hall was able to kind of decipher who deserves to be on who doesn't they don't have a set number some years mm-hmm. you'll look there's 27 on the ballot other years 35 but here are the okay. names of guys let's just give them a shout out because they are eligible but weren't on the ballot michael bourne billy butler marlon bird chris capuano coco crisp Gavin Floyd, Jeff Francoeur, Roberto Hernandez, Omar Infante, Kelly Johnson, Colby Lewis, Kyle Loesch, Javier Lopez, former Rocky, Angel Pagan, Brian Pena, Joel Peralta, David Ross, Brendan Ryan, Matt Thornton, Juan Uribe, also Rocky, Ryan Vogelsong, and Jerome Williams. Wow. Tip of the cap to those guys.
1: Tip of the cat. A couple of stories that just come to mind or, yeah. or anecdotes or not even <laughs> anecdotes, just comments on these guys. Uh, one of them is uh, Billy Butler. I'll never forget Billy Butler saying after the 2014 World Series, I thought baseball was a team game. And then we ran into Madison Bumgarner. Um, and then on on uh, Jerome Williams, uh, I remember when he was pitching for the Giants, uh, he and he was pitching whenever he pitching is it Philadelphia, I, I can't remember exactly where there's a Jeromes and it's like a big deal. It's like a, it's like some sort of furniture store or something. And he, and I remember watching him pitch with this big Jerome sign behind the plate, and it was just very apt. I don't know. I, I'll never forget that.
0: So that was an advertisement, like his. Yeah, it was an advertisement wall?
1: behind the plate. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was one of those ones that you super they superimpose on TV or if it was actually on the wall. But
0: yeah. Oh, that's funny. All right, let's talk about the guys who I, I'm doing some good job teasing the the, the big topics here. But sure. currently, right now, uh, Ryan Thibodeau doing an amazing job with the Hall of Fame. Yeah draft tracker, we've got Mm -hmm. eight players that are currently trending at less than 5%. And I start there because much like the the list of the players I just named who weren't on the ballot, the importance of getting 5% is you get a second look and you get more opportunity and you get another year for the conversation to continue about you and and about your Hall of Fame credentials. And so uh, I do want to note, this is actually the first year I've been doing some research uh, about the Hall of Fame uh, elections in previous years. This is actually the first year since 1998 that every single person on the ballot will have received at least one vote. So oh, that's an interesting wow. little wrinkle, right? First time in, cool. in a while. Yeah. But I'm going to say Mark Teixeira, he's got one vote right now. Now, really? I don't immediately think, and, and the guys that I name here, I don't immediately think are, are Hall of Famers, but I think, you know what? Let's let's talk about it more, you know, make the case. It's like with Larry yeah, Walker. Yeah. people, people would initially said, no, he's not a hall of famer. And you go, okay, that's your initial reaction, but let's right. talk about it. And then once the conversation started to move in and, and the facts got out, you go, of course, of course he's a hall of famer. I just didn't realize it.
1: Right. So Mark Teixeira, um, we were given at MLB.com. We were given, um, a bunch of us were given, uh, kind of a, we kind of drafted, uh, Und, uh, underrated uh, Hall of Fame candidates for that are on this ballot, and I took Teixeira, nice. Um and and I and I remember looking into it, and I saw that um, Teixeira is thirty first on on Jay Jaffe's Jaws list, which is for for those who don't know, it, it averages your career baseball reference war with uh, your peak seven years and, and the total war from that, and he's number thirty one, and 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 Gil Hodges is number forty, um, so. If you're, I mean, the thing about it is I don't subscribe to this sort of, um, way of looking at things like, well, if this guy's in then this guy's in, you know, if Harold Baines is in, then all these guys are in, but it, it still is interesting that if he, if he's in, then here are the guys ahead of him. Some of the guys who aren't in that are ahead of him, uh, Will Clark, John LaRue, Keith Hernandez. And I think Keith Hernandez, I mean, he, he, he's going to have his number retired. I think there's going to be a lot of, uh, talk about how he's not in the hall of fame and maybe he yeah. should be. Um, and, uh. And then obviously uh, Todd Helton is on the ballot and I think he will get in eventually. And Mark McGuire, we know why he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. So, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting. There are other guys who are ahead of that. I'm sorry. Those guys are ahead of Teixeira, but uh, on the list, but but between 31 and 40. So between Teixeira and Hodges, we're talking Fred McGriff um, and Carlos Delgado and Don Mattingly. So honestly, it's kind of like, this is where I, it's almost a good it's almost kind of a, a, a good unintended consequence because it creates all this debate and it creates all this um, passion for, you know, the 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 topic. But it doesn't it just it doesn't make sense. Uh, Mark DeShera has got one vote. You're saying he's going to fall off the ballot probably. Yeah. And he had he, he was a better first baseman objectively on the numbers than Gil Hodges.
0: Yeah, great, great point here by Kristen is this idea of hey, he's not a Hall of Famer at all, but you know what? Mm -hmm. That means he's not. He might not be an inner ring Hall of Famer, but there are there are other guys, and we don't have to find the 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 biggest extremes like you said with Gil Hodges and Harold Baines, like moving the goalposts. We don't need to do that, but we can at least have that conversation. Mark Teixeira, 400 home runs, Mm -hmm. two RBI short of 1,300, five Gold Gloves, only three All Star games, three Silver Sluggers. Won the 2009 World Series with the Yankees. So again, Hall of Famer, probably not. But you know what? We we might need time to unpack some of the things that he was able to do and get some more stories out and hear from his teammates about you know when they brought him in. I mean, think about you know Jason Giambi, a player that the Yankees mm-hmm. brought in to do the to to win a championship, the first right. one since 2001. Guess what? He didn't get it done. Mark Teixeira did. Now, again, does that mean he's a hall of yep. famer? No, but these are some of the things that are, that go into the conversation that, you know, we mm-hmm. might not realize as, as fans or just as people looking at numbers, there's so right. much more to a player's hall of fame pedigree.
1: Absolutely. Uh, and I think, you know, again, that's why I, I started that whole uh, that, that last comment that I made yep. with, I don't subscribe to this, you know, he's in, so he should be it. But like you said, you, you put it out there very well. you, and, and very succinctly this is he may not be a hall of famer but the the and this is i think this is the, this is what the crux of everything the voting doesn't make sense the results don't make sense in so many cases and we see the blank ballots we see um guys voting for bonds and not clemens and we see things like that and we're like what are you thinking about
0: right? kent only how about the kent only yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: so Uh-oh. it's almost like <laughs> yeah and, and and obviously you know when they do that they get to write their column and it's get hits and all that stuff I, I get it but at the same time it's like like how why you know it makes no sense
0: yeah what does make sense is a good time down at the dnvr bar on the corner of colfax and york members you know you get a bigger beer when you're there you get discounts at dnvrlocker.com your annual membership gets you a free shirt and you know what even if you're not ready to go all in it's only 50 cents for your first month as i said you get that bigger beer you can come down to any of our watch parties with the nuggets and abs whether you're a member or not if you are though you get that members only discord so you can have those one-on-one conversations with personalities and folks like yourself you don't have to deal with politics or anything like that that's the dnvr Com. We're always serving Breckenridge Brewery on tap, the official beer of DNVR. But did you know there also are official seltzer? You probably should have if you listen to this podcast because you've heard me say it a million times. It's good company, hard seltzer. Uh, you can get a 15 can sampler anywhere. You, they sell alcohol. They donate money to National Parks Conservation Association to help prevent forest fires. You're always in good co, good company right CO Colorado that
1: way good co I like it you like it we're
0: playing good Good company hard seltzer by Breckenridge Brewery what more could you ask for we've got one more game left in the wild card round but otherwise we're on our way to the divisional round of the NFL playoffs and DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NFL is celebrating with a huge odds boost for new customers counting down to Super Bowl 56 you can get 56 to 1 odds on any team Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer? Guess what? You can still get in on the action with same-game parlays. That's when you combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. And the more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, reliable, and best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR and get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code DNVR for 56 to 1 odds at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. My DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week. Maybe a surprise. It's going to be a close one, but I think... It's a safe bet that the Rams are probably going to win at home. They played much better in the second half than the Cardinals, who seem to have fallen apart a bit. However, the cards play on the road. So because I want to get some money here on the back end, I'm actually going to go with the Cardinals as my DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week, but taking only two and a half. That gets you plus 125. If you take the line of plus three and a half, it's minus 110. Go ahead and only take two and a half from Arizona. That's my DraftKings sportsbook pick of the week for plus one twenty-five on Monday night's wild card round finale. All right, so another guy that should get at least five percent. He's controversial in his own way, not a very well liked guy. But again, when you hear the numbers, you go, "All right, I'm not, I'm not ready to say no yet." Can I get a maybe? Right, five percent is like a maybe. So we need a maybe on AJ and Here's why: two 2000- thousand. 2,000 career hits, and a 280 batting average. All right, two-time All-Star, 2005 World Series, but for players with at least 50% of their games at the catcher, here's the list of guys who have 2,000 hits as a catcher and a 280 batting average. Mike Piazza, Hall of Famer. Yogi Berra, Hall of Famer. Yvonne Rodriguez, Hall of Famer. Ted Simmons, Hall of Famer. And AJ Pierzynski, he's fifth on the list, and Jason Kendall's there, too. Even when you dip it down to 40% games at catcher, you're adding Joe Torrey, Victor Martinez, Joe Maurer, guys that, you know, Joe Torrey's a Hall of Famer. Maurer will eventually get in. Even if you reduce the line back to 270 batting average, now you're not adding anybody. How about 1,900 hits and batting 270? You had two more Hall of Famers and Gabby Hartnett and Bill Dickey. I'm just saying, keep them around. And let's let's talk some more about the only catcher on this year's ballot and the first catcher since 2017 when we had Posada, who also got one ballot. Come on, Jason Veritek and Pudge Rodriguez. Let's talk a little bit more about AJ Pruszynski. He deserves five percent of the vote. What do you think?
1: Um, I think, you know, it's interesting because. Here's how I think voting should be done up and down one time. You're on a little ballot one time up or down. That's it. Um, but. I really think there is a um, an appetite for having the Hall of Very Good and actually having a place for these guys, and then the Hall of Let's Remember Some Guys, um, because I think people would go there because they want to remember guys, they want to remember their childhood, and like, oh yeah, I remember that guy. I didn't thought about him in for years, but then there are also the guys that are like, eh, they're not quite Hall of Fame level, but at the same time. You know man we've been talking about the hall of this this theoretical Hall of fe- very good for years why don't we have one um but given reality yeah i mean i, I don't know I, I don't think i come down on on very much on the side of this guy gets he's not a hall of famer get should get some more respect so let's keep him around the ballot because it's kind of pointless to me in the end it's, he's going to be he's not going to make it but if there's a guy who has a real chance then given the current system then you got to i mean obviously um the 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 poster child for this is Kane Lofton so
0: yeah oh oh absolutely we'll we'll kind of cover him cuz he's he got the shaft that yeah hall of fame there's only one it's in Cooperstown hall of very good should be in 30 stadiums uh, around the the continent right the each team should have their own hall of very good
1: and i wonder if of... you could have one in some place because imagine having could um because especially as generations move on yeah, uh, and, and now we're in, in our generation, the millennial generation, and uh, what do they call the next one after that? I don't know, Gen Z, something. Generation
0: uh, Apocalypse. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But so, as time goes on, we actually the the, the favorite players of guys uh, are not are not relegated to one team anymore. Yeah. With fantasy baseball, with um, just the fact that we have MLB TV and we can watch all this, and and, and social media we can see things that happen right after they happen, and so to have a place somewhere that you could go and see all of the guys that you grew up watching and whatever, and yeah. they were good, but not enough to get to Cooperstown or just some guys where it's like, cause how many times do you, you see articles out there? Like, let's remember some guys and you, and, and they, they get hits because people want to see, you know, and remember, you know um, I don't know. You want to remember the, I mean, put a guy out there, whoever you want. I mean, Rockies have a million of them, right. Yeah. Um, you know, every Rocky ever. You know, shout out to that that Twitter account because I, I was, mean I was just talking with guys, Tyler
0: today about that. Yeah, and, and you know what? Really, if you're talking about the Hall of, of Let's Remember some names, you go to Manny's Twitter account at Manny on MLB because that's something that you like to do. Where hey, throw yeah, a name out we'll there, it. get yeah. the conversation going, or just just to feel good yeah. to hear and see that name again.
1: Yeah, have a place. I, I think it could sustain itself. You know, you know, because uh, it's just it's just it's just a fun thing. You know, like oh, the Hall. I literally call it that: the Hall of Let's Remember some guys. Yeah, and go in there and just, you know, in, indulge yourself in uh, reminiscing, you know, about those guys and and the times that you watch them play, because I think in baseball also we have a there's a romanticism that we even love the guys you know who weren't all stars who weren't um, Hall of Famers who you know especially the guys who hung around a long time and were utility guys or were whatever. And, uh, or even the guys who got, you know, one or two at bats in the big leagues, and we'll never forget them for whatever reason. Um, the, the guy from the, the Cubs comes to mind. I don't remember a few years back, there was a guy who he got one pitch and got hit by a pitch and then came back or something like that. I can't remember the exact story, but there's a player loved- from the
0: Marlins. There was a player from the Marlins that, that, yeah, I remember it yeah. was like eight years from when he this had should, the.
1: Yeah. There should be an exhibit for those guys. So, like, you know, that that's something that could be done, and, and I think that it would people would. Would go and and just some people, some people who are casual fans, just the curiosity of like, what is this? Let's remember some guys. Why is this a thing? And then I think they would, they would kind of fall in and potentially fall in love with the idea. So,
0: and if it's not a hall, it can be a trailer that gets (laughs) turned around.
1: You know, take it to
0: all thirty ballparks over the course of the year. The final three names: Joe Nathan, Mark Burley. I mean, Mark Burley's already on his second ballot, (laughs) and Tim Hudson also in danger of falling off again. I think Burley has the maybe maybe the best case of, of any of them. Although I did look into Tim Hudson a little bit and I said, you know what? I I might need to think on him a little bit more, but those are three names that you go, they might not be Hall of Famers now, but I'm I'm willing to we should be listening and maybe talking about them more. How often are we talking about Tim Hudson and Mark Burley? This is their second right. year on the ballot. How often are we really talking about those guys? I think they in particular deserve maybe a little bit more conversation.
1: And don't sleep on Joe Nathan because Joe Nathan had, you know, uh 377 saves, a 151 ERA, um, six time All Star. Uh, you know, there are just not enough relievers. Um,
0: oh, so true.
1: In the Hall of Fame. And, and I think that's part of the reason why guys like him and even Jonathan Papelbon, uh, don't get, uh, who's also on the ballot for the, first, for the first time, don't get kind of that recognition, like, eh, well, if if these guys are um, if if the guys if we compare them by uh, with the guys who are in already, you know the Eckersleys of the world, the uh, you know Lee Smiths and all that. Although Lee Smith I think was potentially a little overrated, um, but if you go at if you go and see the Hall of the, the there are there are five Hall of Fame or there are looks like seven Hall of Fame relievers. That's it: um, Rivera, Eckersley, Wilhelm, Gossage, Hoffman, Lee Smith. Raleigh Fingers. Raleigh Fingers, Bruce Suter. And so, I mean, that's not a lot. And and if you really think about it, and if you go and, and and look at, for example, Billy Wagner, who I think I have thought for a long time should be a Hall of Famer. I don't know what year he's on now, but it's, it's at least six or seven, I think. He's number six all time on Jaws. Every guy ahead of him is in the Hall of Fame. You know, Jaws for relievers. Um, and you know who's two spots behind him? Joe Nathan. And who's two spots behind Joe Nathan? Jonathan Papelbaum. So, and Lee Smith is three below that. So, um, you know, again, I think Jay Jaffe. I mean, Saber, uh, Saber's, uh, Rocky Mountain Saber's going to have him on for a great um, uh, kind of a Zoom Zoom session with him. Tuesday He's, night. Jay Jaffe has done more for the Hall of Fame um, evaluation process than I think you know anybody around today. And I think that I really appreciate, and I hope to tell him that I really appreciate you know his the 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 scoring system that he created because it's a big help you know it's not the be all end all but it really gets you you know i remember when we were doing the walker push all you got to do is snap a screenshot right field is loaded like in the hall of fame it's loaded with like inner circle guys right yeah and there i would just clip the screenshot of the jaws page and it would be one through i would put one through like 15 or whatever or i just go up to the average right fielder hall of fame numbers And every single guy on that list was a HOF next to his name, except number 10, uh, 10th best right fielder of all time, Larry Walker. And so like that kind of stuff, you know, really resonates and lands with people because um, it's like, wait a minute, let's give this guy another look. So I think, I think, you know, the same goes for relievers like Joe Nathan and Jonathan Papelbon. We're talking about per jaws. And again, it's not the be all end all. They're the number eight, number 10 relievers of all time. And Billy Wagner, who's still struggling to try to get in is number six.
0: Yeah. Shameless plug. Again, you you want to be a member of of the Society for American Baseball Research wherever you live. Our chapter here in Denver is fantastic. Manny and I are both board members. uh, As he was alluding to on Tuesday night, if you're a member, you can come in and part of that Zoom with Jay Jaffe, a guy who, as Manny said, created Jaws. It's, It's basically a metric. He boiled it down, like what makes a Hall of Famer? And again, we can still debate it and move those lines, but let's come up with a system so that you could, Crunch all the numbers and rank them on, and that's what he was able to do. And so you say Papelbon is is tenth. I didn't yep. exactly realize that. I'm a, I'm still out on Papelbon, but Nathan, I, I'm not a huge Nathan guy, but again, I think he deserves more of a conversation. And here you go, you're telling Nathan, me he's Nathan. Nathan's a guy. And now in I'm that category, starting to think maybe he does deserve more consideration.
1: Nathan's a guy in the category that if he fell off, it'd be it'd be it would be really messed up. Yeah. And Papelbon, I, I think I would draw. I might draw the line above him. But Nathan, um, like like if I had a vote right now, I'd put Nathan on. I, and, and I could not and I could vote for an unlimited number. I'd put Nathan on The problem is he wouldn't make it because of the, the the 10, the limit of 10, the arbitrary. What is now really just capricious in my opinion. I just don't think it makes any sense. I, I don't know why they still have that.
0: Yeah. We love saving you money. and We love companies doing their part to save the world. That's why we got to tell you about Ball. Go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden for more information about Applying for a position as a production technician where you make $27 an hour, you get comprehensive insurance active the day of hire, 401k for retirement, stock purchase ownership program, so many benefits for working for a great company like Ball. Text GOLDEN to 77222 to get yourself jump started and link to open positions or you can go directly to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. Colorado's rugby team is back now as the American Raptors, if you haven't heard about the American Raptors, They're a group of amazing top-notch athletes who've played professionally at various levels in all sports, baseball included, soccer, track and field, you name it. Our guy Colton Strickler has it all covered on the weekly DNVR Rugby podcast, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. And DNVR Rugby is providing betting advice on the Super Rugby that starts up here at the end of February next month, right when football season finishes. Very convenient. Head over to AmericanRaptors.com to stream their games or to even get free tickets. All that more can be found on AmericanRaptors.com. All right, Manny, this is probably a good time to actually talk about the real Hall of Famers. I've got more non-Hall of Famers to talk
1: about. I'm sure you could go on for hours on just the non-Hall of Fame guys.
0: Pretty much like I want to look to the next year's committee because we've got the today's game committee, like guys who fall off and fall off the ballot. Talk about mm-hmm. your guy, Will Clark. I think we're on the same page, but still we should talk and try to give some context to those PED era players, some of which we know were involved in 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 this type of behavior. Uh, others did it when they were told that the results were going to be you know, published. Others were suspended for it. And we also, again, according to, to Jim Bowden uh, on of MLB Network Radio, he acknowledges that he believes there to be three players already in the hall right now that you know had used performance enhancing right. drugs. And if we're talking about amphetamines, we're talking about a lot more players right. from the 60s, right? 50s, 60s, 70s. But if we're talking about more of the steroids and stuff like that, there's already those guys in. What's been your stance on just the general PED era and voting or not voting for these guys who've been linked?
1: Um, my, there's no, there's obviously no perfect way to do this. Um, it's just too complicated, too nuanced. Uh, you, you touched on some of the issues. Like we, we know some guys where there's some guys where we know they did it. There's some guys where we know when they started doing it because of the, because of legal problems and evidence presented in court. And, uh, I'm I'm thinking of two guys in particular, which we'll get to, but, um, and then there are guys who are suspected and, and you just can't know for sure. You know, some guys draw the line at did they fail a drug test when it was uh there was a consequence for doing so? That's a line for some people. My line is, um, were they a hall of famer before the alleged use began? And I say alleged because then I, I don't really you know drill down to whether they actually got caught or not in, in a lot of cases because it's like but most of them are pretty cut and dried on that, even. Um, but. So we'll start at the top, you know, Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens. Bonds is the pitcher, uh, hitter version of Clemens, and Clemens is a pitcher version of Bonds. Both, you know, Bonds three-time, now before the use, because again, with these guys, you have those court cases where there was testimony and evidential, um, the production of evidence that showed when they started. Both of them started basically around 1999. And so I just take what they did before that, you know, um you can't even it's not even fair to really discount everything after that because they were still playing the game um and they would have continued to play the game at a high level not as high as they they were you know I mean Barry Bonds you'd get two pitches in the strike zone in an entire game and he hit both out you know uh but it's for for me Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens were already Hall of Famers um before the alleged use began Bonds three-time MVP 100 war just before the steroids. Yeah. baseball reference war um and uh clemens was a three-time Cy young guy i mean he was already there and so to me if you don't want to give them the the ceremony and you don't want to give them the because of the, the how they quote unquote tarnished the game or cheated the game i'm fine with that you know i just think that they, they, the plaque should be in the plaque gallery because you know yeah people say they're they're artifacts and all that stuff and, and they're represented in the museum part of the hall of fame but that's not the attraction that's not the that's not the main uh, the 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 main thing. The main thing is uh, the Hall of Famers are in the in the plaque gallery. That's what everybody goes to see, really. And I think that there should be recognition again. How do you tell the story of baseball with the guy without the most home runs? Pete Rose. How do you tell the story without the guy with the most hits? I mean, these are basic categories of baseball that even the casual observer knows that these are things in baseball. Oh, there's a hit. There's a home run. You know, and uh, if you told somebody who's just not paying attention. To baseball at all but knew about the game. Played little league, but that's about it. And he said the guy with the most home you take him to Cooperstown, he's like, Where so uh so who are who where, where's the guy with the most home runs? Where's the guy with the most uh in the plaque gallery? Where's the, the guy parking with the most lot.
0: he's standing in the parking lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. You know, um wait to get in. Yeah, well it's it's the old Larry Walker uh joke before he did he got in. He's like the only way I get in there is if I buy a ticket, you know. <laughs> okay. So um but but it just it just does not make any sense. And um it also goes to the slippery slope that we start going down when we start judging people morally. Um, It's, there are a lot of people in the Hall of Fame that we know, morally speaking, every, first of all, every single person morally speaking is, there's no pure person, right? Yeah. And so, secondly, every, there are guys in there, you know, that we know, um, it's documented that they, they did some horrible things, you know, off the field or whatever, even on the field, you know, so, uh, it's a double standard almost in that sense. So for those two guys, that's one category. They We, we clearly know when they started, but they were Hall of Famers before that. Then come the guys on the second echelon there where it's like, well, they failed a, a drug test, but it was before there were penalties. You know, Mitchell so now Report, you kind of- Right, we're talking, Mitchell that's Report basically guys. David yeah, Ortiz, Ortiz,
0: Ortiz and Sammy Sosa. I think Sammy Sosa Manny was Ramirez, on that too. You know? Well, yeah.
1: I don't know he, if Ramirez was on there, was he?
0: He may have been, but Sosa and Ortiz are the guys who- they were tested and were told, look, this is just for our figures to know really how many guys it was right. leaked. It shouldn't have gone out, and they didn't fail any tests after that.
1: Right. So yeah, Sosa exactly. and
0: Ortiz are in that gray area.
1: Now, when you look at a guy like Manny Ramirez, okay, he's one of the best right-handed hitters in history, in my opinion. Um, he's hard because you know he, he was using something because there was a failed test regardless of whether there were consequences. If it was leaked, we know it happened, right? Same with Ortiz. Um, but then you start looking at the, the evidence against them versus, the, uh, in the light of their entire career, same goes for A-Rod, um, they're still hall of famers because we cannot pinpoint, let's say, you know, let's say he used, uh, Manny Ramirez used steroids. It's like the Dante Bichette case, Dante Bichette, you know, he used steroids, um, for like two weeks in 1998, you know? or 99 or whatever and you know then he quit the stuff because number one he just ballooned he just gained weight and it didn't help him um and also his wife was basically i'm not going to be married to a junkie but you, it's, it's the drugs or me he quit it and so um for guys like that you know for many reminders we don't know the extent of the use right ortiz we don't know the extent of the use and then it gets into that gray muddy area and i gotta admit you know yeah i'm i'm a numbers guy but at the same time numbers can't answer all these questions and so you then end up having to go to – you look at his career, you look at this evidence against him, you make your decision. And for me, guys like Manny Ramirez, A-Rod, I'm actually kind of shocked at, at – uh, and Ortiz I'm, – I'm shocked at how, how, how little love A-Rod's getting, even with all the stuff I am. Yeah, as
0: of Friday morning, uh, Alex Rodriguez is, is currently has about 41.8% of the vote, whereas David Ortiz right now, he's over the 75% mark at 83.6%.
1: Yeah, now. I think, I, think the, I don't think that I I don't think that even Ortiz is going to get in. I think he's going to be around somewhere in the 70s. But you got to remember, and I know you do, but just for the, your audience.
0: Yeah, please. tell. This is
1: based on Ryan Thibodeau's tracker. These are people who get their votes in and publish them very quickly on online and give them to Thibodeau for the tracker. The guys, the people who don't are usually old school. Right. Yes. And they're mostly old school voters.
0: Conservative, more conservative. They've more got conservative. smaller ballots. They're going to be
1: harder. Ho- they're going to be harder on A Rod. They're going to be harder on Ortiz. That's why I think Ortiz falls below seventy five because he's just about a little bit over it right now. But with that means A Rod is going to be somewhere in the thirties, and I I'm really surprised. by that. Yeah.
0: The thing that I I struggle with a little bit it's almost shades of gray because I love listening to an argument and I think okay I I don't feel like entrenched, like, no, I, I, what I'm saying is the only thing that can possibly be true. This idea Mm -hmm. that, you know what people, you know, we live in America where you serve your time, then your your life should be going back to normal. Someone you shouldn't be penalized for the entirety of your life. So Manny served his punishment and, you know, I I would probably, you know, not vote for him, but you know, I I understand he's a hall of famer. I'm not going to be up in arms, but then you've got someone like Pete Rose, who's, served his time however different scenario in that you know he he broke one of the the, the cardinal rules Cardinals He's banned, banned from, from baseball. baseball you know and he's banned I mean, from baseball it, that's the and thing is like it's joe different jackson, right him right. and joe jackson you talk about you, you can't tell the story of baseball without joe yeah, jackson absolutely Pete rose but they are that case of they broke the rules in a major way Whereas these PED guys, some of them didn't break baseball's rules and the Mm -hmm. ones who did serve their penance and were kind of welcomed back with open arms. So, right. The reason why it's hard
1: is because and because of the nuance, right? You say shades of gray, it's a a scale, you know, so it's is because nobody. Nobody is. A perfect person, right? And so. Then you start going, well, how imperfect are we talking here? You know, how 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 much of a, a black eye is this guy on the sport or whatever? I mean, that's, you know, the way they want to do it. Um, and again, I just don't think we can judge. That's why I really have a problem with the use of the character clause. Um, I don't know that the character clause should, should be eliminated, but I also don't know that the way it's being used is not an abuse of it. It's not abusive technically because the hall of fame doesn't tell you how to use it they just put it out there right it's just there's so much there's so, so much nebulous um that is nebulous and vague about all of this and it's jason stark said it when the, the year i think it was 15 or 14 when nobody got in that year and he's like Are, do we want a cathedral or a museum pick one you know and i think that's the best way that it's been summed up this issue has been summed up i want a museum and therefore if you want to take the pomp and circumstance away, fine for, for some guys, but you also need to acknowledge the greatest that have ever played your sport. And if you want to put uh and it should be acknowledged what they did that 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 you know created this whole situation where they weren't getting input all this time, which is to say, here's also what they did, which was the bad stuff. Museums are 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 telling stories and it's good and bad.
0: Yeah, great point. I have uh, an upcoming conversation with a uh, young man from from Purple Road, Justin Wick, who does an amazing job. And that was kind of one of the things I tossed out there, like the future of baseball in 25 years. Maybe when you go to the Hall of Fame, there's a little QR code or a little note about this player yeah, you know, that you That's don't great. see on their plaque, awesome. that it tells much more of that story. So you could have something like that. Now I know on your, uh, on the park adjusted Rockies podcast, you're going to go ahead here in uh, one of the next uh, Mondays or so, give your official ballot that uh, you would have unofficial, official, unofficial. unofficial, Yes. your officially unofficial, official ballot. Uh, eventually in five, six years, you'll have your real one. So we won't spoil that yet. You got to go ahead over and listen to that uh, episode with Mark Knutson, but you've said before and, and you're right. And I actually think the number is higher. There are about, what did you say? 13, something like that. 13 Hall of Famers on this ballot. I actually think the number could be a lot higher, like 15 or 16, but yeah, it's, it's that, kind of you've got a can only ballot on and Twitter. there's, there's a ton of names that that should be, should be yeah. in there eventually.
1: Yeah. It, it, I, I see it at least a dozen or so at least. And um, it, it's a shame because the guys who fall off, especially like we you open the show with uh, are, it's it, they, they're going to, they're 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 on the in the dustbin of history because you know kenny lofton i mean man he got three percent of the vote and kenny lofton was one of the premier center fielders in the game in the 90s top two three you know um and just if you look at the numbers they bear that out and so uh, for him to get three percent of a vote is an indictment of the system it, the problem is is that it's we need a system in which there are no limits and you go yay yeah, or nay because if in my opinion because if you have no limits and yay or nay you and there's just one ballot there are no well i might vote for him next year well you know i don't have the time right now to do the research on this guy's but he'll be on the ballot next year it's do the research now figure it out and go up or down on it and that's it and uh so and the other thing too is there's this there's this disparity between the writer the two different ways of getting in, right. The writers are usually a little too harsh. And then the, right. the veterans committees are, are usually a little too easy, you True. know? And so then you get guys like Harold Baines and Gil Hodges and Jim Kat in the hall of fame. And then, you know, you get guys where, where, and, and you're fond of saying this too, is that like Joe DiMaggio was not first ballot hall of famer and that Fourth. level of player, Fourth. that Fourth level ballot. of, yeah, that yeah. level of player who couldn't get in on the first ballot and yet Harold Baines in the same building, you know what I mean? His plaque's in the same gallery. And so, and I, I'm, I, mean, it's, we can't help but say Harold Baines, Harold Baines. And that's the tragedy too about the veterans committee is that Harold Baines will always be remembered as that guy, you know? Oh yeah. Well, Harold Baines is in. So, you know, it, it, it he was a great player. He's a great DH, one of the best. a hall of famer in my book but he's not gonna be remembered for his career he's gonna be remembered for yeah he wasn't good enough for the hall of fame and that's another um you know byproduct of having the veterans committee and the writers where you got to figure out one system to do it and streamline it
0: yeah a couple other guys who so going back to baines yeah he fell off the ballot after five years he wasn't one of those guys who you know, made it all the way to the end like a Fred McGriff who got to who like fifty
1: percent or whatever. Yeah, yeah. He, he,
0: he wasn't there. Some other interesting Hall of Fame snubs, if you will. That again, once you're in the Hall of Fame, you're Hall of Man, Famer. But in that moment, me. right in that time, it is a bit frustrating. Yogi Berra, second ballot; Dimaggio, fourth; Eddie Matthews, a guy who had 500 home runs. I imagine by the time that he retired, he was maybe one of what four or five guys who had 500 home runs, and he right. went in on his fifth ballot. Uh, Paul yeah, Waner, exactly. three thousand hits. We say you get three thousand hits, you're going to the Hall of Fame. It's a no brainer. Sixth ballot for Paul Waner, and uh, a guy Grover Cleveland Alexander, Alexander who is fourth all time according to Jaws, three hundred seventy three wins, uh, mm-hmm. third most amount of wins. He he finally got in his third ballot. Even like Piazza. Fourth ballot. I think this is one of the reasons, and again, we know those guys to be Hall of Famers, but that's one of the reasons why I think it's important to keep an eye on that 5% thing so the conversation could get going. Because I think if Todd Helton would have gotten less than 5%, again, we all would have known the injustice here in the Rocky Mountain region, but but the rest of the baseball world would have been kind of like, yeah, I mean, all right, we'll talk about him on a committee. But now we're really getting the conversation going and he's staying relevant and we're seeing his numbers slowly increase year by year where right now again as of friday morning he's at 56.4 percent and with gil hodges having just gotten into the hall of fame he now locks it in where every player who's ever gotten 50 percent or more on a hall of fame ballot has gotten into the hall of fame so that really bodes well for him
1: todd hilton is was just strictly on the numbers far better far better than gil hodges like it's not even a contest and um you know that's that's the thing is that there's this disparity i guess that's the word for it because um you just you can't um you, you just can't make sense of it because it's like you have on one hand you've got and i'm, I'm the reason i'm i'm kind of looking off to the side is I'm, I'm getting something a stat i had on dick allen that i can't remember exactly what it was but it was shocking in terms of like like how good he is and and how the fact that he's on the hall of fame so the disparity is the issue and that Okay, Gil Hodges is in, but, you know, if Walker didn't get in, maybe Todd doesn't get as many as much of a look and then he he doesn't get in, right? Yeah. And then he's got to wait for this veterans committee. It's just so it's just so convoluted. The whole that process. That was
0: exactly the word, yeah.
1: Convoluted. It's it's you, you, we need a an easier streamlined way to do this, and I know it takes a lot of overhauling and it takes a lot of work, but do the work then, because this is a big deal, you know. Um and it's a big a responsibility, deal.
0: To, right? It's a, responsibility. it's a big deal to
1: players too, you know. And and I'll tell you, I've talked to guys who have I t- told me, you know, that it's not the same getting in by veterans committee. It's not, yeah. because they know that the bar is lower, and um, so and obviously they have to wait. But yeah, the bar is lower. Getting in by the writers means something for these guys.
0: Looking ahead to the today's game committee, which will meet next year, that is the era of nineteen eighty eight until today player needs to be retired for 15 years in order to even be on that ballot guys who have been there uh, in previous years ballots for the today's game committee albert bell will clark Oral hersheiser joe carter mark mcguire guys i would like to see on that list that uh haven't been yet or maybe have only recently become eligible on the pitching side again i don't know that they're hall of famers but let's talk about them they should get a little bit more publicity kevin brown David Cohn, John Franco, Fernando Valenzuela. And then for the hitters, the big cat, Andre Scalaraga, Fred McGriff, Juan Gonzalez. And yes, of course, Kenny Lofton. All those guys could possibly get on the ballot next year for the today's game committee and really start to make headway to getting in the hall of fame themselves.
1: Yeah. I mean, the Kenny Lofton one to me is like, again, he's a poster child for this like situation where he fell off the ballot and and, and you want to, you know, you want to see um, him get another chance, and uh, I think that you know the names that you brought up. Like, yeah, there are some significant these guys. These guys deserve a better look than they got. Um, and again, for me, it, it, it all depends on whether there's a real shot that they're a Hall of Famer. Now, how you determine that? Again, this is a problem because um, you know the, the the committees that select the players. Can you can you can you say the the list that's on, upcoming? Do they, is that list out there or are you talking about past lists?
0: No, we. so the guys that were on previous ballots were previous just ballots. Albert Bell, Will Clark, Orr Horshizer, right. Joe That's Carter, Mark McGuire, and then the other the other names are ones that I, I, I would like to yeah. see. So possible. we don't
1: know how they get selected, you know, and, right. and, and the, the names that are going to be on these modern era committees. And um, it's like, you know, it would be nice to know that too, right? Yep. Who's going to be on the committee and how is it selected? um and nice to know that a little earlier than we get to know that uh again it's just it's almost like there's this um you know it's behind closed doors and there's something going on in there you know it's like the last scene that got, in the last part of the godfather in the first one where you know kate's looking in and you know and michael uh, one of michael's guys closes the door on her. and that's kind of like what it feels like that the hall of fame is is that um you know yeah it's becoming more transparent now you know because people because of social media and everything else and what Tib, Tibbs is doing and like that stuff is good but there's still a long way to go in that and um you know d- are, is Kevin Brown a Hall of Famer I don't think so for you just to take a name out of that but um where do you draw that line of how do you decide, very like, good,
0: right yeah very where good. do you
1: draw the line of how who should get another chance he has just another wrinkle in this yep. whole complicated process that doesn't need to be so complicated I don't think
0: and these are just the players, too. Uh, managers who have been on previous Today's Game committee ballots, Davey Johnson, Charlie Manuel, Lou Piniella, as well as uh, Yankees owner George Steinbrenner, former NL president Bill White. So those are five other guys that, besides the five players of Bell, Clark, Hershiser, Carter, McGuire. Other managers that I'd, I would love to see on there, and I know there's one here on this list that you're definitely going to uh, second, Felipe Alou talking about managers, Jim Leland, obviously didn't, yeah. didn't do the job in, in 99 for the Rockies and Bruce Bochi.
1: Right. And, and Bruce Bochi. I mean, come on, like that's, easy. I, I think, honestly, I think all the guys you named are, are good candidates. Um, obviously with Leland, he's a guy that kind of um, like, like he took those pirates teams, right? 90, 91, 92 um, to, to, to the to the nlcs three years in a row you know and they they fell short every year and two two of those i think were in seven games if not all three and obviously what he finally won it all on that team uh with the marlins in 97 which was almost like they're like well they bought that one you know almost that's kind of the the idea that uh that 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 one that one was almost uh, it's not illegitimate of course you gotta win the world series but that it was different from like the homegrown pirates sort of situation so um I think that you know you know Felipe Alou is it would be in there for much more than just his managerial stuff right um which is part of the, which is a part of it too right um you That's know fair. he wasn't That's a Hall of fame player but and and maybe you know the man as far as a manager he probably doesn't get all the way to the as far as the numbers go but just to, to, for the, what he means to Domin- the Dominican Republic and what he means to you know, guys like Pedro Martinez, who he basically shepherded along early on in his career and stuff like that. Like the 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 the, the trailblazing aspect of it, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, that means a lot. <clears throat> so I can see him in the hall of fame. Um, you know, fully bailed. So and Bruce Bochy, I mean, you it's that the head, no doubt, or you know, um, three world championships, uh I think he got to 2,000 wins. Um just there toward the end. Uh so and Leland, I think he won a World Series. He, he 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 was successful enough i think in the postseason that he gets the nod to
0: don't forget detroit right took two teams uh that's right won. he took those they, they,
1: they, like they, that's right two two pennant two pennants absolutely that's a huge point
0: yeah so it, it's again the, the conversation doesn't cease to end i i, no I love that um you know now we could we, do this for hours if We if we can we just give me the thumbs up. Should we keep, can you go? Um, uh, you know,
1: I can go a little longer. Yeah, <laughs>
0: no, no. Uh, so before we get to our game tacos and, and tears, I do want to just mention too that going back since 1995, 21 players went the distance on 15 straight ballots. Fred McGriff is the only one so far to go 10 full ballots and not get in, but here's the guys who didn't get in, uh, because they went where they went the distance. There are guys who went 15, like Ron Santo, Minnie Minoso, of course, Jim Cott. Those guys have since gotten in. But again, these are, this is the hall of very good that they could someday get in. McGriff, Mattingly went 15 years, Dale Murphy here on the the inaugural Colorado Rockies team, Dave Parker, Tommy John, Dave Concepcion, Steve Garvey, Louis Tiant, Mickey Lolich, Kurt Flood, talk about baseball contributions, Veda Pinson, yeah. Thurman Munson, and yes, Dick Allen.
1: Dick Allen, um, here's the here's the stat um, of all the players in baseball history who had produced more than 58 war wins above replacement based on baseball reference and also a, a, an OPS plus of 156 or higher. These are the guys who um, who are who are retired, obviously, and and are not in Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Shoeless Joe and Dick Allen. So, there you go. That's just, I mean, how do you I don't know how you look at that and don't really scratch your head as to why he's not in the hall of fame. That's it. Those are the four guys who are um uh there's one current player that I'm not gonna mention, but you could probably figure it out. But then the the, the other four the, the four guys who are uh former players, not in the hall of fame, OPS plus of 156 or greater, war of greater than uh, 58 dick allen is one of those four and the other three are barry bonds and we know why he's not in shoeless joe and mark mcguire it's unbelievable
0: yeah thank you for making the case for mark mcguire i appreciate that (laughs) i'm a big mac guy i'm a big mac guy
1: yeah all right i think i think he got i think he got i think he got a bad a bad deal there yeah also
0: yeah all right it's the return of tacos or tears and we got a beautiful graphic it's can i can i play this game on. under protest already we didn't even start it but go ahead make your make your case the anyway. title
1: tacos is, is spelled incorrectly and i will i will stay i will stay with my position there i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bend uh or yield to the the pop, the populace here tacos is spelled wrong i don't care what it said on the guy's jersey doesn't matter to me it's t-a-c-o-s that is how you spell tacos
0: Wow. I'm not
1: acquiescing to the the crowd here. So I'm playing this game under protest.
0: I don't know if having a a person to root against on a game show is good for ratings. I'm I'm taking it
1: up. I'll I'll take it up with the league office. I'm just saying.
0: Wow. Okay. Well, this, this, this will be interesting. People might be rooting against you here, but look, if you're listening Uh, to this
1: for a long time, based on that, I know that.
0: If you listening to the podcast, obviously you can play along, same as, as everybody here in the room with us watching along. But it's one of the reasons why you want to make sure you're following the DNVR Sports channel on YouTube so you can see our fantastic graphics made by our main man, Yahir Vasquez. So here's how it works, tacos or tears. One of those two things are going to happen. You need to try to identify four players here, Manny. I'm going to read seven. It's going to be a common theme here. Seven facts about one player, one at a time. Each clue I read you're going to get one less point, right? So on the first clue, if you get it with uh, something very obscure, you're going to get seven points, and already right there you've won. If you get it on the last clue, you get one point. You need seven points to win. It's tacos or tears. Are you ready? Fair enough. So this is going to be about the gentlemen that are on the current Hall of Fame ballot. Okay.
1: Okay
0: and i I've, I've made this pretty hard i hope it's not too hard but i, I want either. you to know i want you to know i respect you so much that this i made it hard because i th- i said oh i bet he knows that
1: well i appreciate that's- that that's that's a, that's thanks for for putting that out there beforehand before i get embarrassed
0: and, t- and take a second now, pull up the ballot so you can at least see all the names. Yeah. Right. At least do that. We'll, we'll make sure Manny's honest and he's not typing away. You'll see his eyes wandering around the screen doing a Google search. Yeah. With, which no, some I'll, of only, these clues I'll only
1: look at, I'll only look at the, the ballot. I got the ballot up here. All right.
0: All right. Fantastic. Okay. First one up. Clue number one, seven points if you can get it. Hey, he was originally drafted by the New York Mets. You can guess after each now, and now every one. Now let me of these ask a
1: question. Points. If I, I can guess, I can guess, right? I'm not losing points if I guess, right?
0: Yeah. Don't don't like literally read every name off the list. But if you've got an inkling, just throw. No, it out No, no, no. I mean, face.
1: like, if I make, I'll be one guess. But I can guess and not lose points, right? Correct. Yeah. So originally drafted by the New York Mets. And um, I'm gonna keep
0: keep moving on because I'm not gonna give you all day.
1: Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Billy Wagner.
0: He's reached a key statistical plateau and is the only one to be not enshrined from this group. He's the oldest player to ever suit up for Team USA in the World Baseball huh. Classic. In the World Baseball Classic. Omar I found that sell? one out. Oh, very happy that wouldn't
1: be one. it because that's uh, Team USA. All um, right, next one.
0: you guessed Omar. Yep. He never won a gold glove, but has several other awards. Hmm. All right, here's where we're getting to the juicy tidbits where I think you you could hit this one out here for three points. Was once traded for Homer Bush. Oh, that was I thought you were gonna really get hard. that one.
1: Made this really hard. Um, Homer yeah. Bush. Uh okay.
0: 93 uh, is his it. home run total at Fenway Park. <sighs> 93 is his home run total at Fenway Park. That's for two points here. No. Nope. And last one, this one isn't a very good uh, hint, but it'll at least put you in the right direction. I've really made this hard. His age 22 season has him most similar to Jair Jurgen's Rockies legend. Do you, who do you think I am? <laughs> All right. Let's think this one out, Manny. Let's think this one. Out. What position <laughs> does this guy play? What position is this guy well, play? Well, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sure, I know, but. Um... Okay.
0: So uh, let me go back and reread the clues. Um, okay. Originally drafted by the Mets has reached a key statistical plateau. Obviously it's a pitching one uh, oldest player to ever suit up for team USA. Never won a Gold glove, but has several other awards was once traded for Homer Bush 93 is his home run total at Fenway park and his age 22 season has him most similar to pitcher Jair Jurgens.
1: Oh yeah. Your 93 is the home run total as a pitcher. I didn't even, it just didn't even occur to me at Fenway um, park at Fenway. Yeah. So so his age 22 season you said was just was ignore that trajectory. that's included
0: to tell you that he was a pitcher.
1: That was just for that, yeah. Who get um, well, on that list? well, well, um Roger Clemens.
0: There we go, he's on the board with one. Okay. You got it. That right. that, that was challenging. Originally drafted by the Mets uh, out of uh, 12th round out of San Jacinto Junior College in 1981, also known as San Jack. His key statistical plateau, he's got is that how you pronounce it?
1: San Jacinto,
0: Jacinto. I think so. Well, they usually, it usually goes by San Jack. Anyway, he was 43 years old when he pitched for team USA in the world baseball classic in two thousand six. I didn't realize that. I went through, looked through all the rosters. Makes Next oldest of... is Al Leiter, 40 years old, also in 2006. And then R.A. Dickey, 38 years old in 2013. Never won a Gold glove, but has several others. I'm not even going to run sense. through the list. Right. February 1999, he went from Toronto to the Yankees for David Wells, Graham Lloyd, and now one of your favorite players, Homer Bush.
1: Yeah, I'll never forget it now. I'll never forget <laughs> Homer Bush.
0: Uh, 93 is his home run total at Fenway Park. Didn't hit him. He gave him up. Gave up 93 right. uh, at Fenway. Gave up 63 at Yankee, 21 at the Sky Dome, 18 at Minute Maid. In six starts at Wrigley, never gave up a home run. I think that's his only ballpark. He never gave up a home Glenn run. Wayne must have been blowing
1: in every single time.
0: Yeah, uh, age 21 season, he's most similar to Dave Steep, age 23 24. Jim Palmer again, that last clue is really just to say he was
1: a judge. But and you got Jair Jurgens in the middle, it's so funny.
0: Oh, you're on the board, Manny. You got one, right, you need to get seven. Deal. Oh, someone, are...
1: I'm not Mike Piazza in the home run derby. All right,
0: here, here were some other clues that I, I didn't use, but you you might like. His favorite catcher was Jorge Posada, maybe that would have helped. 155 games for Harry Posada. Then you had Tony Pena, Rich Gedman.
1: I oh, gonna... If you told me those three, I would have gotten it. You would have gotten it. it. Right.
0: I, that's why I pulled that one out. Uh, yeah. th- I was going to give you a clue that says, does not have a son named Keith. <laughs> why? All right. Why are you laughing? You know why? You get it? Um. Why is that a helpful clue?
1: Kind does of. A... A
0: son name Keith, which starts with a K. I
1: don't want to, I don't want to say the wrong thing here because like, it's one of those Kobe. Things.
0: Cody, Corey, and Casey are all his sons. Uh, He did have surgery. K as in strikeout. There you go. He did have surgery once by Dr. James Andrews, but it wasn't Tommy John. Uh, The first game he ever played at Shea Stadium.
1: You really narrowed it down with that one.
0: (laughs) That, that, That wasn't a good clue. The first game he ever played at Shea Stadium during the regular season was in 1997. It was an interleague game. I was actually there. Had to go to that game. Blue Jays came in town. I said, wait a minute. This is the first time in a decade he's been here since 1986. Uh, and then, according to Jaws, he's the third best to ever do it at his position. I figured he would have gotten that one. He's behind Walter Johnson and Cy Young yeah, that, that, and ahead
1: that,
0: of Grover, Cleveland, Alexander, and lefty. Right. All right, you got one. You're on the board. All right. Okay.
1: All right.
0: Next one. You're getting the feel of it. You're getting the yeah. feel of it. Yep. Number one, first, first clue for seven points. His mother, Sheila, played softball at LSU, and his father worked as a deputy director of the Ted Williams Museum. Of the Ted Williams Museum and Hitters Hall of Fame in Saint Petersburg, Florida.
1: Mother played softball at LSU. You say yes. Uh, he was
0: originally drafted in the 40th round, didn't sign, and then was taken in the fourth round the next year. Not great no, clues. We're, we're moving on. How, this now, now these are getting a lot more interesting. Has a twin brother named Josh. I didn't know this. I'll admit it. I don't know all the things I say. (laughs) This is good, right?
1: That's a a, a yogiism right there.
0: All right. He made $90 million in career earnings. I'll tell you that it was with three teams. He was once traded for Nick Pavetta. All right. I think I have one too many clues here, but that's okay. Rockies fans are going to know this one. A little interesting piece of information about this player: He struck out Seth Smith. That
1: was a memorable one, huh? Uh, I'm, I'll throw out—I'll just throw out a Mark Burley, I guess.
0: All right, good guess. We are talking about a pitcher. He appeared as a starting pitcher only three times. Hmm. And
1: oh, uh, Joe Nathan.
0: No, good guess. Yeah. He, he was close. And last one—you're still going to get a point. He's not on speaking terms with Bryce Harper.
1: No. Uh, is he on the? this guy on the list? We, we um, mentioned
0: him. We did mention him.
1: We did? We, we did um, mention
0: him during the podcast. I'll go through it again. His mother, Sheila, played softball at LSU. His father worked at the Ted Williams Museum and Hitters Hall of Fame. Originally drafted in the 40th round, taken in the fourth round the next year. Has a twin brother named Josh. Made $90 million in career earnings from three teams. Was traded for Nick Pavetta, who I believe is still with the Red Sox, in that trade from the Phillies. He, will, he struck out Seth Smith as the final out of the 2007 World Series in Colorado.
1: Oh, Jonathan Papelbon.
0: And is not on speaking terms with Bryce Harper. That's right, Jonathan Papelbon. All right, man, you got two. You're, you're doing all right here.
1: All
0: right. All I need a little help. <laughs> no, you got it. Here's, uh, here's something interesting. In 2009, he recorded his 133rd save with the Red Sox, breaking the franchise record. In 2015, he saved his 113th, game broke a Phillies franchise record. Oh, wow. So he he holds them for both, I believe still. And his 200th game saved was the least, it was done in the least amount of appearances, actually besting Mariano Rivera's record.
1: Wow. He was on his way.
0: All right. Third player. He's got two more left. We're halfway home. You got this. I think you're, I think you're going to do a little bit better. These, these, these are hard. I'll have to improve my, my clues to you all right he once signed a letter of intent- to do that. <laughs> once signed a letter of intent to play football at Nebraska he was a quarterback could have also played at Tulsa USC Oklahoma Florida has career earnings of 170 million I don't know that he earned oh, 170. he's the CEO of a music company that once had Megan V stallion under contract. 1501 certified in Houston. Got it. There we go. Okay. Wow. All right. all right. Manny, how'd you get that one so quickly?
1: Um. The, the music, the music deal. Yeah, that was, you
0: knew his background. See, I knew you would knew these things. I knew you were going to know that? The, the, the,
1: the, the one before, which I'd already forgotten. I, I kind of pointed me toward the
0: career earnings.
1: Didn't earn it at all. That's what you said.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, me out
1: there.
0: Yep. Yeah, some of the other some of the other facts we had was his cousin was once involved in a trade for former Rockies relievers James Pazos and Juan Nicasio. J.P. Crawford mm. is his cousin. He was also uh, oh, right. Gene yeah. Segura uh, is considered the forty fourth best player at his position according to Jaws. That being left field was trade. This is the one that I think he would might have gotten. Was traded away in a blockbuster deal that depleted his team's roster. Yeah. They lost ninety three games. Sox, yeah, they lost ninety three yeah. games. The Red Sox did, and then they won the World Series the next year. Right. Yeah, Crawford, Adrian Gonzalez, Josh Beckett. Josh Beckett.
1: What a salary teams. dump that way. Yeah, worked out.
0: Yeah, it did work out. Four time All Star, an All Star Game MVP, Gold Glover, Silver Slugger, and uh, a note that wouldn't have helped you out in any way. But for the same reasons why Omar Viscale has been losing votes. Similar consideration should be given to Carl Crawford, and we'll leave it at mm. that. All right, last one. You got six points okay. here. You just need one more here. I think you got this one.
1: You got Wait, I, how many did I get off of that? Four yeah, just from that four. one?
0: You got four. That was oh, a lot. Wow, that was okay. a good one. That was good. All right. All right. If you get it off of the first one, I I don't know. I don't know. But the current principal at it. the high school he attended is Jeff Mock. <laughs> okay. no idea. All right, was once traded for a pitcher that was the 18th in MLB history to throw a no-hitter as a rookie. Okay. Uh, Was hit by a pitch thrown by Steve Traxel in September of 1996. Again, this is an important pitch. We'll find out why later, but was hit by a pitch thrown by Steve Traxel in September of 96. His most similar batter is Matt Holliday. According to Jaws, he's the 10th best player at his position all time. Audrey Jones? Nope, good guess. No, This is a hint, but it's not really a hint. The 500 best player at his position is Willie Green. I know, that doesn't help. Okay, (laughs) Uh, for two points here, he is currently the Director of Player Development at Indiana University. Um. okay last one
1: he no, won this a one. world
0: series in 2006 with St. Louis also 7 time all star 8 time gold glove award winner silver slugger winner and rookie of the year
1: You said won, won a world series in 06 with St. Louis, yes. with St. Louis. Uh, Scott Rowland
0: my man, we're not having tears for dinner tonight. We
1: are right. feasting
0: on tacos, apostrophe S.
1: Sweet, sweet.
0: You got it. Yes, he went to Jasper High School in Indiana. Jeff Malk is the principal, and I'm 99% sure that is the brother of Matt Malk, who won a national championship in football with LSU in 2003. He also played for the Broncos. Uh, the pitcher that he was traded for, who was the 18th in MLB history to throw no hitter, Bud Smith. It was him, Placido Polanco, and Mike Timlin talk about remembering some names here was hit by a pitch thrown by steve traxel in september of 96 now had there been an at-bat for that plate appearance he would have lost rookie eligibility for the next season so basically that allowed him to keep his rookie eligibility Mm stayed one in 97 won the rookie of the year unanimously
1: yeah. Uh, by the way, I mean when the saber position? when the saber when the Rocky Mountain Saber folks start doing the trivia contest, I don't think anybody need, it's just like Patrick Lyons, here's a trophy, no one else need apply. <laughs> this is unbelievable. No. Well I mean you, I knew that about hey, you, but I mean it's unbelievable. You're, you're, well, you're, but let's you're, be fair your trivia, your trivia, your your capacity for trivia is unbelievable.
0: When we, we did actually have something like that and you were in the final four there. So look, that's why I was bringing the heat for you, but I knew it was just enough. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. that one hit. Like, I was like, if you know, Scott Rollins from Indiana, you're going to get it with like, you know, he, he, uh, he gets called
1: the trigger. I think I almost pulled the trigger on that, but it was yeah. just too quick.
0: I can name a coffee shop in Indianapolis, and you're going to go, "Oh, I know where that is," which you right. do have extensive Indianapolis research. Yeah. So, look this this was all about respect. I prefaced it.
1: I appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'm just I'm glad, glad. I'm just. I'm glad. I, I'm glad. I'm not in tears. I'm glad. I'm not crying right now.
0: No, and you know what? I might even allow you to have tacos without an apostrophe. Just you. Oh, wow! Just well, you that... can have tacos without apostrophe.
1: I could never have imagined you saying that on this, on this podcast or anywhere, frankly. So that's very, uh, no one that's flattering.
0: else those privileges. No one else. I
1: appreciate it. Appreciate man, this, it.
0: Is, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah, man. So, Always I fun. love what Thanks you and Mark have been doing over on the, the park adjusted Rockies podcast that comes out every single Monday. Yep. I mean, second edition of, of Blake street bombers is, is out now, which is fantastic. Tell people why it's like, Oh, a second edition. Like what else? What, what, what else? Yeah. I mean, well, uh, well, a lot uh, has really, changed. It just comes Let down to one thing.
1: Yeah, it really just comes down to one thing. It was a pleasure to do it. Uh, Larry Walker was elected to the Hall of Fame, so we have a uh, we got to change Chapter Seventeen to uh, to uh, why Larry Walker's in the Hall of Fame rather than why he belongs in the Hall of Fame. So that was good.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That you definitely got to make sure you pick up a copy, even if you already have the first one. Get the second one, get the updated version, and then hopefully okay. we get we get a third edition. Who from that group? Who from the Blake Street Bombers do you think has the best case of those that are remaining? For Hall of Fame, yeah,
1: um, I I think uh, Andres Galarraga. Same, absolutely.
0: Yeah. If you go and look, he has a case that's just as good as a guy like Will Clark, who I know yeah. you're you're a big Will Clark guy, and he's going to get more consideration, I think, on the today's era committee next year. But Galarraga again, have the conversation. Go back and and look at the other first baseman from that era, yeah. and he's in that mix with the the Fred McGriffs. The Will Clark's obviously, and you know, he's the only,
1: I mean, he's he's a two-time comeback player of the year. If you if you look at the things about off the field, you know, he came back from cancer to play. Yeah. um it just there are a lot of things. There are a lot of considerations there. Yeah, I can see that.
0: Make sure you're following Manny on Twitter at Manny on MLB. I'm at Patrick D Lyons, and uh, all the great Rockies coverage is at DNVR underscore Rockies. Thanks for tuning in, and you know what they say, momentum is only as good as tomorrow's podcast. So I'll talk to you then. The folks at Green Mountain Dental Group deserve to take some credit for those smiling Colorado sports fans around town, especially our DNVR listeners who switched to Green Mountain Dental Group over the years to make them their permanent family dentist. Schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. You're going to receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver.